Welcome back to Food Diddle What Now? My name is Emily Brighty and this is Potato Edition Part 2. Remember to stay tuned at the end of the episode for some exciting news. Food did what now? Food did what now? Food did what now? Food did what now? Potato Edition Part 2. It's really cool because. Basically, potatoes changed history. Military. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean, yeah, because you go from places... You go, potato. <laughs> you go from potato that's not being a thing and there's being loads of famines because people don't have enough food or crops fail. But then the potato comes and it boosts everyone's food supply. Mm. And military records of French soldiers, get this, Born after 1700, demonstrated that the consumption of potatoes made people slightly taller by approximately half an inch. Seriously? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's so cool. And an economics paper claims that the population in Europe and Asia exploded after the spread of the potato. After its induction, it accounts for nearly a quarter of the growth of the population in the old world and urbanization in 1700s and 1900s. And by feeding rapidly growing populations, it allowed European nations to assert dominion over most of the world between 1750 and 1950, says the paper by McNeil. Hmm. Yeah. It is uh, it's a little bit interesting, isn't it, obviously, that a plant that was so like a native species has become such a big thing. Mm. And then there are all these other plants that we're not, you know, eating, that we could be eating, that would probably be more sustainable. For, you know, the world. But it's also interesting because there's so there's so many types of vegetables and stuff out there. But we get a very limited selection in supermarkets. Yeah, you've worded that so much better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That is exactly right, yes. Yeah, yeah, it is weird, isn't it? Like, I can't remember what it was, but there was... I think it was like a courgette or something. And they were like, there's 40 different types. Probably wasn't a courgette. It was something. No, I think it was a kiwi. No. There's so many different types of carrot and we only get orange carrots. Yeah, I want purple ones. Yeah, I want purple. You can get black carrots. It's fascinating. I think it was kiwi. I think you can get different types of kiwi. And we don't eat that many. And they're all different colours and sizes and everything. And it's like, what a waste. It's also like, because with bananas, we eat clones of one type of banana. That's it. Yeah. Well, are they are they like in the plantain? Well, no. Is it a plantain different to a banana, isn't it? Yeah. But kind of similar. Mm. Why don't we have those? Why is it just bananas? I guess it's what they think will sell, they sell. And what they don't think will sell, they don't. So we don't get the option. I mean, they're bigger. They have to be cooked. Yeah. They're a lot more bitter, aren't they? But you have to cook chicken. I mean, you know. (laughs) It's true. It's true. Yeah. You're not wrong. You shouldn't be eating raw chicken, folks. Thanks. Uh, Yeah. Advice from someone who boils potatoes in their halves. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know what? That is actually a good thing to do because it it will boil it quicker. But if you are making potato salad, then <laughs> a course of them, I would recommend. Uh, maybe even eight them. What's the, what's the word for that? 
Orchard? No, that's not right. Um, yeah. Cut them into eight? Yeah, that's 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 the way to say it. Yeah. Half them and then half them and then half them again. Yes, half them times three. Nice. And cook your chicken. Yes, cook your chicken, folks. Can you boil chicken? Yes. Is it good? That sounds like it'd be horrible. Um, or juicy, at least. Some people do boil chickens, and I've seen... I haven't tasted it, but I've seen that it can be done well because I was watching yeah. like a, a gourmet chef boil a chicken. But then I also know someone who just boils it <laughs> <laughs> with like no spices or anything. It was just plain. Oh no. Oh no. See, that, that's the thing, isn't it? It's either going to be really incredible, like gourmet, or it's going to be like student food. <laughs> yeah. Of just a really sopping wet, undercooked chicken breast on a plate oh. with no seasoning. <laughs> oh, that just makes me so sad. In the 1800s, in 1845 to 1849, you had the Great Potato Famine in Ireland where the potato crop caught a disease and loads of Irish people immigrated for survival and one million people died from the famine. The British government responded very poorly and chose not to offer relief. Sounds pretty on brand. (laughs) Unfortunately, yep. Not to get too political, but yes. In 1995, the potato was the first vegetable to grow in space. What? We've taken a giant leap there. Yeah. How did they do that? How did it not float off? I mean, the astronauts need to be strapped down to sleep, so maybe they do a similar thing with the potatoes. Not saying saying they need to sleep, but... Oh, like tuck them in. I just don't understand how it works, because you've got soil. Mm -hmm. So unless they've created their own gravity how does the soil not float away well not float away obviously because the moon does have gravity but like wait is it in space or is it on the moon (laughs) why is it on the moon in my head it's in the international space station okay well i don't know why but i assumed it was on the moon (laughs) see if you grew potatoes on the moon maybe they would be like cheesy potatoes right like from the off because it would be in the moon's cheese cheese soil. <laughs> I watched a lot of Wallace and Gromit as a kid. Uh, <laughs> but how did they do it? Did they explain? Potato seeds were placed in the International Space Station's computer-controlled growth chambers. This is from themedium.com. Has unique lighting technology, high-efficiency temperature, humidity controls, and automation technology. Therefore, it can produce mini-tubers even without the labour-intensive handling method. We've got a few more facts here. China and India grow nearly a third of the world's potato crop currently. That's a lot of potatoes. I wish we grew more potatoes, but I guess, you know. I mean, we do grow potatoes, but I don't know how we contribute. Because they have a much larger landmass than we do. They've got a lot more landmass, haven't they? There is a museum in Idaho entirely for potatoes. Yeah, that doesn't doesn't surprise me. (laughs) And Idaho is known as the potato state. Vodka is typically made from potatoes. I knew that one. (laughs) That's the one fact you said that I knew. (laughs) I wonder why. (laughs) But did you know, this is slightly off topic, did you know that you can make vodka from basically any vegetable or fruit that has starch? You have actually pre-guessed my next question, which was, did they still drink vodka before potatoes were introduced? And I assume the answer is probably yes with a different plant. I have an Origins of Alcohol book. Of course you do. 
It's called The Drunken Botanist. Oh, that's a good name. I got this before I realised I was interested in food history. Let's find vodka, shall we? Okay, potatoes. The birth of vodka. You might hear that it's made from potatoes and it comes from Russia. Neither statement is entirely true. Vodka was already being distilled from grains long before the potato ever arrived in Europe. So yeah, you're right. They did it with grains instead. Ooh. The birthplace of vodka is the subject of endless dispute between Russia and Poland. Distillers were experimenting with potatoes from as early as 1760. Why did they, like, grab potato? They're like, this, this is definitely going to do some crazy stuff, guys. Let's go. I respect that, though. It works. You know, I can't criticize. They were 100% correct. And it is delicious. So you like vodka, then? Yeah, big fan. Mm. What's your favorite alcoholic? Oh, my favorite alcoholic, what, beverage? Anything. Go for anything. Anything alcoholic. Rum and raisin cake. <laughs> that counts. Rum and raisin ice cream, actually. Uh. Oh. One thing I do really like is a French martini. What is a French martini? A French martini is... Um... <laughs> Why did you say it like that? You'd be really good at, like, M&S adverts. I mean, I'd love to get into voice acting, but, you know. Oh, you would? I would. Oh, if only there was something that showed your skills as a speaker into the... Good thing you've got a podcast, isn't it, hey? Oh, wow, yes. Share it with your friends. Yes, please do. I could demonstrate all sorts of voices for you, but I won't right now. So my favourite drink is, yeah, a French martini, and it is pineapple juice, raspberry liqueur, and vodka. That sounds really nice. Yeah. And if you do it with vanilla vodka, it can be really good. Oh, okay, so one crazy thing that I found out is there is a, well, its name is, it could be called by either, I believe, a tomato or a pomato plant. <gasps> it is insane. So. It's a plant that's been grafted from the tomato plant and the potato plant, and it successfully grows both. What? What? Can you explain that again? I'm sorry. <laughs> so there is a plant yeah. that grows both tomatoes and potatoes. Are they as like one or just they grow both separately? As in like one plant, two different... Okay, yeah. It's not like a potato-tomato merge. No, no. It grows okay. tomatoes above ground and potatoes below ground. That's awesome. Yeah. Are they making more of these? I think you can get them. That sounds like the future of farming right there. I know, right? I don't know, one, why we haven't heard of them, and two, why they aren't that big at the moment. I assume they're probably still uh, in their infancy. Apparently there was a craze among gardeners a while ago. Apparently they're hard to find, although this is an American website. I mean, they're probably not that cheap, so probably quite expensive to buy. You could, apparently you can graft them yourself. Wow. <laughs> we should do that. Get Eloise and Tommy in and just get them to graft. I had Tommy on the tomato episode, so he's he'd definitely be in. Okay, last fact about the potato that I have for you today is there's two national days for potatoes. August 19th and October 27th. And 2008 was declared the year of the potato. 2008? Yeah. Why? What happened? It was just to increase awareness of the potato. Oh, okay. Because it wasn't, people didn't know. You would say, hey, have you had a potato? And people like, whoa, whoa, what, what is that? They'd be confused. Mm-hmm. They think you're insane. I thought at this point, hasn't, haven't potatoes dominated the, the Western world? No, the Eastern world. Everywhere, basically. The entire world. Yeah. Yeah. Except for Antarctica. 
I would guess. This is a guess. This is a guess. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, I can't say definitively. Maybe Antarctica is filled with penguins nibbling on. Well, hopefully they're not nibbling on the leaves of potatoes because... Oh, no! Mm. French penguins. <laughs> French penguins? Wee <laughs> wee. <laughs> that would be really cute, though. Yeah. A little penguin with a French accent. <laughs> a little penguin with an English accent would be cute, wouldn't it? Oh, that would be very cute. Little top hat. <laughs> like the little penguins in Mary Poppins. Yeah! Oh, they were adorable. So... You've just learnt about potatoes. How do you feel? I feel so good. Is there anything that made you go, food did what now? I would say it's probably the the whole thing with people in France thought that potatoes were poisonous. Mm. And then obviously, but they were right, they are poisonous. Mm. That was shocking. I was surprised by that. That made me think, food did what now? What? (laughs) What? (laughs) Uh, that and it being part of the Nightshade family mm. uh, was quite shocking. Mm. Yeah. So thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for coming on the show, Verity. Thank you so much for having me. I've had a great time. I'm glad to hear it. I do have a question. Yes. The answer probably going to be no. Do you have any, like, potato-themed murders? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you can cut this bit. Potato-themed but... murders? I just think it'd be a really cool segment to have at the end where you're like, here's a murder that was themed around the food item. There was a film called Death by Potato made in 2016 when a boy invites seven friends over to his murder mystery themed birthday party. Halfway through the evening, someone actually gets murdered, spurring on a full-blown murder mystery. That sounds amazing. Can we watch that while <laughs> Eloise and Tommy are grafting in the corner? <laughs> there is also... Oh my goodness, you can watch it on Prime Video. Oh, yes. For £2.49. Is it animated? I don't know why, but it might be No, it's not. I don't know. It looks like, you know, like a student film? Yeah. Looks like it could be that. Oh, that is even better. But it's on Amazon. How does that end up on Amazon? They have a lot of cheap stuff on Amazon, actually. IMDb rating for Death by Potato is 6.1 out of 10. And it's been rated by 104 people. That's really actually quite good for IMDb. Yeah. 20% of those votes are at seven. I am shocked. I'm genuinely shocked it's that high. 15% is one. Does it have a Rotten Tomatoes score? Oh, tomatoes. Mmm, wasn't that interesting. Thanks for sticking around on my little chit-chat at the end. If you're interested in the exciting news I've been hinting at, then here it is. There is merch coming out next week and you can get your hands on some for free! Yes! I've been working on some designs that I think are pretty awesome and we'll be releasing the designs on Monday at 6pm so you can see what you could win. To enter the competition, all you need to do is follow me on Instagram or Facebook, like the post about the merch competition and comment your favourite quote from the show. Terms and conditions can be found in the post description. And deadline for entering the competition is 6pm on the 16th of December. So you have one week from today to get your competition entries in. Now that that cool announcement is out there, let's share this episode like it's a never-ending pot of mashed potato. That however tempting, you should not try to reach the bottom of it. At least not by yourself. See you next time when we're going to learn about the food item that started all of this. The Kit Kat. Bye!